1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic sweep Partick Thistle aside to set up a League Cup semi-final against Hibs Rangers beat Livingston to meet Hearts in the final four But suffer an injury to Joe Aribo And Kilmarnock and Aberdeen crash out after penalty drama I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Well Celtic Rangers went about their business last night in different ways Celtic choosing to mix up their squad, rotate it and comfortable winners against Thistle Rangers went a slightly different route Kept a settled side you would have to say And found a different way to win as Stephen Gerrard You know rightly points out One ugly But with the same outcome You know setting up the, the Glasgow v Edinburgh games again And something to look forward to next month But no rest for them Gordon Because they're right back into action Celtic very difficult game Away at Easter Road on Saturday And Rangers at home to Aberdeen So it's going to be an interesting few days Players better rest up Because these games are coming thick and fast Yeah looking forward to the weekend Good games last night Gordon Two big results for the Edinburgh sides Hibs and Hearts Who will get in and play the Glasgow sides Celtic and Rangers in the semi-finals And when I come in tonight I thought it was the quickest sacking ever recorded In Scottish football But I'm relieved to see that Mark Will be in the dugout Saturday for breaking Yes, Elgin. you two are reunited yes. uh, On a Thursday night You get the feeling now that the first piece of silverware of the season Is, is, is within sight It's within touching distance Of course you've got a semi-final to negotiate first And in this part of the world Obviously there's that intrigue Of will it be um, An old firm final But there's a lot of work To be done before then And um, it's all set up For an exciting couple of months Well it is I, I like the format Of the League Cup That you know You, you win the first trophy um, It's wrapped up Before Christmas time I think it, it Gives a wee bit of excitement um, And we've got Two cracking fixtures To look forward to Um and I wonder We'll have the debate Where the games may be um, Like we had last year But is it nah, Maybe think, str- more straightforward yes, Is it I This year so, yes. However it'll be Crank fixtures I mean Hibs Hibs and Hearts Have got their problems Just now But You know Who knows what Getting to a semi-final Will do for Paul Heckenbottom And Craig Levine But Celtic Rangers As we say The games just keep coming And everyone's difficult In their own way Last night was a difficult Encounter for Rangers At Livy but then they've got an Aberdeen team to face who are disappointed <laughs> with their, their week's work. Celtic away at Hibs will be difficult because Hibs will be looking to bounce back from a disappointing Edinburgh derby. So really tough ask for the players, but that's why these teams have got big squads to rotate midweek and then put out a stronger team on the Saturday. Right, this is the perfect time to have your say. So let's hear from you right now. 01419511025. Give us a call. Let us know what you made of the League Cup quarterfinals last night. Celtic changing the squad and winning convincingly. So who impressed you? Which of the fringe players would you like to see more of? Rangers, a more difficult evening, but nevertheless, getting the job done, getting through that injury to Joe Rebo as well. So any of your thoughts on last night's games or the draw, now is the time to get them in. 0141-951-1025 and we'll speak to you very soon. Stephen Gerrard's looking for um, a bit more protection from his players, he says, after that injury uh, suffered by Joe Rebo. It looks like he's going to face a few weeks, certainly, um, on the sidelines. I think anyone who saw the game on television can, can testify it was a nasty one he needed 20 stitches after a challenge with Ricky Lamy um, Gerard says he was also disappointed with the Livingston boss Gary Holt let's hear a bit from the Rangers manager I don't think you can judge it on just the damage 
because sometimes you can go in for an accidental collision and you can come out with a real nasty injury so that's not that's not the case here um, and I've been up here long enough to know uh, Lamy as a player I don't think he's gone into intentionally hurt Joe at all there's no accusation there um, I think he plays tough but he plays fair um, but that in my book having watched it eight to ten times a serious foul play and um, across the board not just with my players that should be a red card because in any other league that's a red card I'm sure when the referee sees it back uh, I think he'd be disappointed in his decision um, on the other side um, Gary Holt said that we got away with one with, with Phil Hollander I haven't seen that back he's definitely got a case um, I think Phil's got away with one there so I'm sure the referee will be disappointed in, in that instance as well. Um, that's the reason why I said what I said after the game. Because their manager went on record and was only interested in a red card for his team. And never really mentioned Joe Aribo. And Joe Aribo leaving and getting 20 stitches in his forehead. So that was a bit of a surprise. To be, to, uh, uh, I can understand what Stephen Gerrard's trying to his point there, Gordon, but... I'm sure I listened to Gary Holt last night and he actually said on the the Aribo incident that he didn't really see it. I would need to have a look at it again. He did comment uh, it should have been a red card for Hollander, which I totally agree with. I thought it should have been two red cards, I've got to be honest. Mm, uh, yeah. I think, you know, for someone to walk off a football pitch with getting 20 stitches uh, and not get a red card, the pair, uh, Lammy that obviously went into the, the, the challenge, I thought was uh, a bit naughty, to be honest with you. I do agree that he's not intentionally went, but his body position, the forces went in, the speedies went in, and obviously the damage these caused, I think, deserved a red card on the night. And Aribo's a big player for Rangers. You know, I know he, he wasn't impressive against Celtic, First half against St Johnson, he was maybe out of it, but second half he certainly came into it, and he's one that I think Stephen Gerrard would have started against Aberdeen, and he starts the majority of games, so he's going to be a big loss. That's a nasty one for him. Uh, Rangers fans, what did you make of the performance first and foremost? Who impressed you? Who didn't impress you? And how big a blow is it going to be losing Joe Rebo for the next couple of weeks? So one four one nine five one one zero two five. And from a Celtic perspective, Neil Lennon's delighted his fringe players took their chance to impress. Uh, into the semi-finals of course to take on Hibs it was 8 changes made to the team and ended up with a 5-0 victory against Partick Thistle I'm so happy with them we were able to rest a few players and um, you know the players who came in were, they, they excelled on paper these games look easy and we know that they're not and um, we just asked them to find a little bit more second half and they certainly did that so there's some exceptionally good individual performances and um, yeah, it's, a, it's an excellent win and of course the most important thing is that we're into the semi-final you know, in terms of you know, Christopher Julien he was fatigued and tight in the hamstring so we couldn't risk him or Maritz at a, a twisted ankle so whilst there's a few bumps and bruises the majority of the squad's very very healthy and you could see what it meant to some of them to play tonight and you know, the likes of Tom Rodgick that's his first 90 minutes in a long time and you can see the work he's done John Paul's a Celtic fan in Fault House what did you make of it last night John Paul? Evening panel, how's it going? Hi, John Paul. I met, uh, really, I thought Celtic were absolutely in last night, you know, I thought they were great, but I've got a few points, obviously. I just wanted someone to say something, you know, and what I'm going to hear, Mark will probably be able to back me up. You know, take the start of the year, 
few fans are on there, you know, he's got his stick, he came in and he came out of the team, you know, even though he'd won the treble, some of the performances weren't great, but as I say, he came in and just before the window shot, you know, he never really had a, a right back that we knew, listen, we knew he was away and people were saying, oh, he's not got a right back in, um, he's got that El Hard and looks good, the other boys came in and he's done all right. Um, he had to try and replace Tierney, which was going to be a massive loss. Um, he brought Bowen Gullion, although he had a shitty start. He's got Hayes coming in when he needs to play, or coming off the bench looking well. Um, he's got the back four kind of sorted. Um, I mean, I was on this, I was on this show saying that, not that I was um, down trying for bringing Foster back, you know, I know he's a fantastic keeper, but the way that um, Gordon was going to be left out, it's obviously proved me wrong there. Um, and then everybody knows the, the situation with Charm, you know, he was speaking in France, he was wanting to leave the club, you know, he came back when I had to sit down and speak to him, he came in the media and face it and said I spoke to him, and he looks like he's got another a leash of life, you know, every time he's came on, he looks hungry, he's got to play, he took his chance last night, you know, I just think he's a good man management, I think he's got the team balanced out a bit, I think players are buying into what he's wanting to do, you know, and, and you look at it, away from home in Europe, under Rodgers, we although we were playing better opponents, on the gate, the only one has got some very good um, record, Already away in Europe with some good results, you know. I just I, I find that he's kind of proving a few people wrong. Not that he needs to, but as I say, Mark will be able to tell you better than me that it must be a good man manager and he must people must buy into him and he must be doing something right. I just like not the fan think of that. Well, he is a good man manager. I think that's one of Neil's strengths that he he knows how to relate to his players. He knows how to speak to players. Some managers you get, um, and I'm going back to probably Martin O'Neill. I wasn't there with Martin O'Neill, but apparently Martin O'Neill. You know, when they really interact with his players, he would walk by in the corridor. Uh, that's whether you're Henrik Larson or Neil Lennon. And didn't he really take much to do with the dressing room? I think Neil Lennon's the total opposite from that. He likes being about the players and he likes to, to make them feel good. I think you can see that with the way they're playing just now. I mean, they, they look unstoppable just now. They look like they really believe in themselves. There was a period at the start of the season there that, you know, you, you looked at the Celtic squad and you kind of you're probably worried because you were thinking where the where's the numbers, where's the names coming from? Right back was a problem, left back was a problem, you know, even wide left with Sinclair dropping out, you thought who's going to come in there? You look at all across the team now. We've got three right backs now. You know, Frimpong last night has added to that. Looked very, very good. You can rotate there. You can rotate at left back. You've got three left backs now. You've got three you've almost got guys three guys for every position. And I mean that's If that's no strength and depth I don't know what is And guys who are coming in Are making an impact They're not just coming in Making up numbers. Guys like Bile You know Plays against Hearts You know There's arguments Did he get the goal or not But he's in the right positions He scores last night When he comes in You get Edward to come back Griffiths You know Is there as well So He's certainly Added to To the squad And the players he's added Are making a difference They've not just come in And made up numbers And not disappointing They've actually contributed and did ask a great start Gordon let's be clear Celtic with the resources they have mm. Should be able to make Eight changes And comfortably beat Championship opposition However Actually doing it And put, putting it into practice Has has shown in, in the past few years That it's, it's not always that easy So for them to make That number mm. of changes And be So convincing in the end Last night Probably is Is testament to, to The way that everyone's Pulling in the same direction At the moment Yeah and plus uh, the, the strength of squad Gordon We said on Tuesday night's programme That we couldn't see any upset because it's not he's bringing in young players, French players. You look at the players that scored the five goals last night. Bio and Cham, Rogic, Scott Sinclair. Great to see him back. I've been always been a big fan of his. That may just kickstart something again for him. But 
He's got such a talented squad in every position all over the park. He's got, as Mark said, two, three left backs. He's got great competition for midfield. He's got great competition from up front at the back. It's a manager's dream. And that's why they pay the big money. They've got big squads. And uh, you're right. Years gone by, you would look at Partick Thistle going there, championship. They've got their own fight to go, new manager coming in. But there was never any doubt with a, a team in the squad like that, especially at Celtic Park, that that was going to be a slip up. John Paul, what did you make of that goal from Olivier and Cham? About thirty-five yards, you reckon? Yeah, I I thought it was just back to just back to selling and you know having a wee bit of confidence and making sure he's like to show the manager exactly what he can do and the qualities that he's still got. You know, I I firmly believe it, and I said on his day in Scotland, I believe he's one of the best ball players and one of the best technical players in Scotland. You know, his attitude was thinking, but as I say, it's credit to Neil Lennon for saying to himself, come back here, you'll have another chance if you knuckle down and get in. And it's, and it's shown that it's working. I'm just looking forward to seeing how he progresses again this season. You know, I think it's really a benefit to Neil Lennon and Celtic. Well, I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I, I think I said I didn't see a future for Incham after he said, or reportedly said, he, he wanted to move. Neil obviously had a look at it and thought, Listen, we need this guy. We need everybody, all our quality players pulling the same direction here and took the time to speak to him and make him feel wanted. And I think you can see that now. I mean, the games he's played since then, he's been outstanding. The goal he scores last night is, is an absolute world day. You know, he'll not do that many times. Did you kick the ball that far at your, your prime, <laughs> no, Gordon Deal? No, no, honest, even I, run that far. no honestly. And I, I've got to admit, I can't kick the ball that far. I, I never had that knack. <laughs> I was a sort of a. <laughs> You never had that in that. No, I you were a footballer. I couldn't have. Surely you could have a six yard type. When, when I <laughs> played football, man, I could not probably hit it from the halfway to the goal. That's why you played in Division 1 all year. No, no, no. I played in the league. I played with Man City and stuff like that. I know you played, I know you played with Bristol large. City, which is it's not a bad club as well. But no, I was just. I was an 18 yard, but I was just. Fox in the box uh, Thank you very much John Paul in Falthouse <laughs> John is in Motherwell Hi John Hi how you doing hey, Mark hey, John. Uh, Gordon hey, Gordon Hi John <laughs> The question that I want to ask is The Revo injury last night Was a dreadful injury I'm not going to dispute that But the question I'm going to ask is do you think, What do you think the contact was with Do you think it was his hand Or his head The, the, the Livingston player said I thought it was with his elbow I think it was with his elbow The way he went in He went into the first challenge And then the momentum Takes him in To the second one uh-huh. uh, and, and he turns his he, You can see the way He turns his arm Now As as Stephen Gerrard said He's not that Type of player Gordon But sometimes The emotion gets you You're going at speed For the first one you takes you right into The second challenge And he's went in He's probably went in To protect himself as well but when you see a player walking off with 20 stitches, then it's yeah, a bad one. I'm sorry, it's, John. I'm, everybody's got their opinion on this. It's a red card for me all day long. But I think that's fair enough if that's your opinion. It's a red card. That, you know, there needs to be intent for it to be a red card. No, there doesn't. Uh, is that not right? Nah, not, not no, really, to be fair. I mean, it, it's one to be fair, John. Uh, a lot of people always say that, and, and I've probably done it myself. It, just to... Uh, I feel like I know these off by heart Because we debated them so often last year But I think serious foul play Is just any challenge that endangers the safety Of an impo- of an opponent Or uses excessive force Or brutality So there's actually no mention of You know intent or things like that It's, it's really just about the, the sort of outcome a, a whole There's probably a whole catalogue of these 
uh, instance that happen and referees miss it and managers get upset, irate. And I can understand that kind of put a point. Um, but when you think back to the Kieran Tierney incident in the Scottish Cup final when he gets his jaw broke, was there a lot of difference in that, really? Yeah, but I suppose the. Do you think that should have been a red card, John? Because it's possible that one referee just gets it right and another one gets it wrong. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. What I'm saying is, you know, these things happen in football, and I don't think it's helpful to referees for managers to be calling out people should be sent off uh, for something that, as we've said, might not have been a deliberate act. You know, so I think you know the bottom line is we need to cut referees a bit slack here. Right, yeah, John, John, the referees can get it wrong and get them. Uh, like, say, for instance, I think the I was watching BT last night, and I think the referee that was doing BT said it was a yellow. Right, so everybody's got their opinion, but endangers an opponent. Right, for, now if you walk off with twenty stitches in you to get twenty stitches in your head, I'm sorry, that's an endanger an opponent. And as I say, it's a red card all day for me. John and Motherwell, thank you very much. It's 01419511025. Keep your thoughts coming on last night's performances. We're going to hear more from Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard after the travel with Stephen. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson here with me Gordon Duncan and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard looking back on a busy old night in the Betfred Cup quarterfinals as always we're looking for your opinions your takes what did you make of it last night um, Colo Bollingoli uh, is on Twitter says I'm most impressed by Neil Lennon he has reinstalled the same level of ruthlessness seen in the Invincible season and uh, Scott McFarlane is on Twitter from a Rangers perspective saying Katic is our best defender right now but omitted completely Hilander and Goldson look so slow not enjoying the team's slow deliberate style no flow need to ramp it up show more intent away in away games look okay in Europe as they're given time on the ball those are the opinions on Twitter we'll maybe revisit some of them uh, in a bit more depth as, as the show goes on J- just on on the final tweet from Scott there is, is there still very much a Hilander or Katic yeah. debate Gordon it doesn't seem to be going away uh, I thought the two centre halves were poor last night. Hollander, I thought, got caught with the pace. Obviously, um, he looked very slow, sluggish. I don't know if he just he wasn't too sure of the surface. I'm trying to bail him out here. God, make a couple of excuses. I didn't think he had his best his best game. I think he should have had a a red card. Um, <clears throat> I think Rangers just need to get that, you know, solved. Who's going to be the two centre halves? Is it? Catty's coming back in He was left out of the picture On the bench last night um, They've got a big game Coming up at Ibrox I'm going there on Saturday Against Aberdeen Who will be hurting After getting put out The semi, uh, the quarterfinal Sorry the cup last night And penalty kicks So that'll be a tough game But be interesting to see Who partners uh, At home against Aberdeen Let's get stuck in On the phones again 01419511025 Stevens and Govan Hi Stephen Hiya How you I doing Stephen? pick up on that I was on a minute ago The Joker was on a minute ago That was a sending off Every Every minute of the day yesterday The guy came through Morelos first of all And it should be a yellow card for that And he came through uh, Big Aribo With his other arm And it should be a sending off Doesn't he do that better And the referee was absolutely Shocking last night There was a boy for Limster and all Who died in the penalty box in, in the first half I think he got a yellow card for that And there was another boy That was a big striker Who nearly booted goals in Cheetah you didn't get a yellow card for that either uh, Lyndon Dykes yeah, but, I think but, is uh, Stephen sorry Right 
Stephen, you've picked up in all the, the, the cars that Livingston should have had. Should Rangers have been down to 10 men? Aye. Well done, Stephen. I like that. Better, honestly. I wasn't you expecting was that. No. I wasn't expecting that. Well answer. done, Stephen. <laughs> Just caught me there, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, there, were, there clearly were a lot of. Ah, there was a few decisions, weren't there? That um, was... as, as Gordon says, though, you might not be in agreement in here. Stephen thinks, you know, he cannot believe it wasn't a red. Gordon can't believe it. The referee on the night. Didn't think it was a red, mm. and did you say that the the, yeah. the so called expert referee uh-huh. on, said on TV said it was a yellow as well? So pff, that's know. amazing. Uh, that's what gets me about this new thing that comes in that TV companies get the referee in and give their opinion. Very rarely what the general public agree with. So when you're, you well, know, us three in here, no, yeah, exactly, and we all so go not right red. You're wrong. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, the majority of people would say that was a red. I think last night, but. It seems to happen all the time That the refs You know it was only a yellow card I'm, I'm with Gordon in this one You're getting 20 stitches in your head And it, Stephen Jeddah says it Things can be accidental That for me last night Was was a red card Well I suppose that is that is the thing To be fair I've not heard anyone accusing Lammy Of, of doing it deliberately No But that's probably <clears throat> not the point no, 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 Gordon. Looking at it, uh, Stephen said there, uh, Morelos. The first challenge he goes in with Morelos, he's want to win the ball. He gets the the ball bounces. He goes in the next one. The adrenaline's there. He's always he's in a forward motion. Momentum. Yeah, right away, Gordon. And he's went in, and he's he's probably protecting himself as well. And and there's a lot of players doing that. He's not just really leveraging, giving himself some leverage to yeah, try and get to the ball. But but at the speed and everything is going as well. And unfortunately for Aribo, the minute he hits Aribo, you know it's a bad one with the reaction. And for it to walk off a game with twenty stitches, mm. it, it tells it's a very bad one. And I'm sure that Lamy will probably look at that this morning and think, "Yeah, I got away with one." Uh, Stephen, what about the football side of things? What did you make of the team's performance? I thought they were pretty poor, but that pitch is horrendous. You can see they wasn't even watered last night. It was dead dry, dead slow, and that's for big Holland. I don't think he's ever played a game like that in his life. Or people are slinging into every angle, and he's trying to keep his his feet. On a, on a surface like that mm. Yeah I mean I'm, I'm not I'm not Like Daz here Daz has just said there He's making excuses Trying to make excuses for him About the surface and that He looked poor last night You know There's There's Another load of players there Who dealt with the surface I wonder what's going on with Katic I understand when a player comes in And you pay a big transfer fee You're dying to get him in the team Because you need to obviously justify Why you've spent that money For me just now Katic looks the best option And I wasn't Katic's biggest fan last year But I thought he finished the season strongly And I think he started the season pretty Mm -hmm. decent But Hollander's been shoehorned in there And what I've seen so far Is Katic looks the better option just now But it looks like Steven Gerrard's going for Hollander I think the big problem last night And it would be a concern of mine Gordon But let's give the lad time to settle in Because Ball and Golly come in for a lot of stick. Julian come in for a lot of stick. Hollander's just in the team last week. He was obviously playing a difficult place last night. But the thing that concerned me watching him last night, I thought he's lacking pace. I couldn't believe that. And also, the big lad Dykes, you know, he's he's six foot plus, and it was a battle. And and he, he lost that battle. 
You know, you've got to say Lyndon Dykes last night I thought was absolutely terrific for Livingston And he caused the two centre-halves All sorts of problems Now, if I'm, a, I'm the Rangers I'm hoping my two centre-halves can stand up to that ball Unfortunately, it didn't last night But Stevie May as well at the weekend You wouldn't say he's exactly a big target man I thought he made it difficult for him as well You know, just getting his body in the right position And Hollander always seemed to be trying to battle he hasn't handled it well in the previous two games And it'll be another one If Cosgrove plays on Saturday You know, that's a big ask as well John and Kilmarnock, what did you make of it last night? Yeah, I was quite good at it About that, that challenge And uh, did you mention anything about the compliance? I was looking at it On you go, mention it That's what we're here for, John uh, Well, I was looking at it I was looking for the scene Probably made his mention about the compliance I was looking at that because if that had been a Rangers player that done that, they would have been up in front of a compliance officer this morning. Well, remember, this will take us back to last season. The compliance officer can only look at it if the referee hasn't seen it at all or hasn't seen the full extent of it. So, um, at the moment, it's, it's too early to tell. But if the referee is confident that he saw it and he saw it all, then the compliance officer cannot get involved, John. He cannot get involved at all, would they, no? Nope. If, if the referee saw every last bit of it. Yep. So that's 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 sort of the way it works. That's that's the test. Um, but no, listen. That's that's not to say you're you're wrong. There have been many incidents last season. My goodness, we went we went through them all. You know what? I'm surprised we've not heard yeah. much of the compliance I officer like, this year. I feel like we made it to, we, we, only, we only made it to day one of the season last Aye. season, but now we've made it to the 26th of Let's September. Let's get the compliance officer involved again. <laughs> They're sitting there doing nothing just now. Um, <laughs> pull them out. John is right though, in the sense that it's. If And we're getting ahead of ourselves If if the referee Hasn't seen that Or hasn't seen the part of it Which constitutes A sending off offence He's absolutely right it, it could be one That would be Looked at again And of, if, certainly of, you would If you were in charge Because you're not happy with it No uh, If he's not If he's not seen The the full incident Then I uh, I would be very surprised If he doesn't get pulled up And uh, that's changed To a, uh, a red card gone Because as I say I'm not having a go At Lammy here he went into the challenge He thought he was going in fairly Unfortunately he didn't for me And the evidence is there Of 20 stitches in someone's head So I think uh, Aribo is lucky In the fact that it could have been a lot worse And Lamy is lucky that he never got a red John what did you make of the footballing performance last night? I thought we were quite poor last night Rangers uh, But I like that boy who plays up front for them I don't think he'll be at Livingston for long That's for sure Dykes He's a dang decent striker, that boy. Yeah. And by the way, he was, he was at Queen of the South last season, and you just wonder how much his endeavour and, and his physicality allowed Stephen Dobie to, to score all those goals because yeah. he clearly went under the radar a bit. I think it's safe to say a good number of Premiership fans maybe didn't know that he yeah, played for Queen of the South last season. But I've got to say, Gordon, as much as, you know, the way Livingston plays, uh, it suits does it suit him. Yeah. Right. But also, give him a bit of credit. Uh, there was one ball played into him and he plays a fantastic ball and uh, I was listening to the uh, the commentary last night and listening to guys like Alan McCoy's who was a terrific centre forward for Rangers and he was going on and on and on about this boy and especially that ball round the corner uh, he's a very talented player so first I've really mm. sat down and watched him 
But I'm sure a few clubs And I know it's only one performance But after that performance I'm sure a few clubs will be saying Do you know something? We might have missed something here No, I'm not saying they're going <laughs> to sign them But if he keeps playing like that, Mark Because I watched him at Ibrox as well uh, Against Rangers about a week or so ago And he gets sent off uh, with, a, with a second yellow But he was a handful then He hit the post with a terrific mm. header as well He looks a real talented I'm going to phone Gary Holt Try to get him on loan before <laughs> you be, before you Monday's deadline, you need everybody else. Is London available? <laughs> John and Kilmarnock, thank you very much for the call. Don't forget, we're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Paul Wilkie thinks young Frimpong showed last night the future is bright for Celtic. It makes supporters eager to see more youngsters. O'Connell, O'Connor, Afalabi, Burt Dembele all waiting in the wings for their chance, uh, says Paul. It was a more familiar face, though, who. Got a rare piece of action Scott Sinclair came off the bench Neil Lennon insists the winger Does it still have a future at the club? Still very much part of the squad um, And we've seen a, a good Good sort of um, reaction from Scott You know, he's not a soaker And his body language and training Is improving all the time And he did what he does best He came on and made a difference Scored a goal, looks fit, looks strong Mm. He's still got a future Says uh, Neil Lennon He was well received by the fans He's taken to his own social media today To say that he loved it And he'll continue to fight for the shirt How much of a future does he have? I'm not so sure He has much of a future um, I'm surprised I, th- I mean Neil Lennon I says think, he does though Yeah mm. um, I mean just Neil saying there His body language is improving all the time You know suggests that <laughs> it, wasn't a, it wasn't a great not so long ago I, I, do you think? I, I'm, I'm do you think that video not... helped him, Mark? He put up in um, social media about him doing extra training and in the gym and out running and you know taking up the challenge of basically being left out. Now, once again, it goes back to opinions. I I think that Scott Sinclair, right now until the end of the season, has got more to offer Celtic than the likes of guys like, say, for instance, Johnny Hayes, and I'll, I'll even put Lewis Morgan in that. Bracket. I think Mikey Johnston's the number one pick in that wide era because I think that's um, Neil Lennon's project with, you know, after the James Forrest bringing him through when he was at Celtic. Um, but I think Scott Sinclair, and there's a perfect example last night, once again, he shows he can score goals. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm surprised, but you've got Elianusi ahead of him, Johnson ahead of him, yeah, Forrest ahead of him. Uh, you know, Morgan starts the game ahead of him. Where Where is his future then You know how, I mean is he going to be A bit part player who, who comes off the bench For five minutes Is he even going to get On the bench sometimes It's remarkable The turnaround From where he was As a Celtic player To just totally bombed out Within a couple of weeks I would still have him As an impact player On the bench But obviously Neil Lennon Sees his other guys Ahead of him It's his fifth appearance Of the season And Obviously it was from the bench He's not even been On the bench Since Motherwell, uh, Motherwell. Going back. Motherwell yeah, away, yeah I think yeah. it was He's not even been on the bench at all since then He made it to the bench last night He made it on He gets his goal So It certainly still looks like there's a there's a distance there Because this was a night where Celtic made 8 changes yeah. And the most that he could The most he could do was get on the bench yeah. If that so makes that's sense that's what I mean when, when you look at the league game on Saturday You're looking at the guys who probably started A lot of them that started Will take up the positions on the bench Which means Scott Sinclair you would think Would fill the stand again So it looks like that may be the way forward I still think he's got the do qualities you, to, to contribute you know a lot the, to Celtic you, I, I, So do I Do you not think the big um, thing there with Neil Lennon Listening to him saying 
his body language has changed in training. Getting what, better. Yeah, getting better, sorry. Were there a problem before? Mm. You know, is that the reason why he was sort of well, a... He just said, but to be fair, he said he's not sulking, he hasn't sulked. Well, I, I think uh, putting that video up was brilliant. I think he was showing the Celtic supporters, look, yep, yeah, I'm away down the pecking order, but I'm prepared. What was he doing in this video? Nothing really, just turning up at Lennox Town on his day off or something. That's what he's paid for. Gordon, Gordon. No, no, there was nobody else there. Who? And I admire somebody. <laughs> I, I used to do that. I remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, that yes, I used to show the young players, a, a, you know, a good example by turning up my day just off. Just turning up. <laughs> get, 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 a, get a good few runs, a bit of weights. You know what, like oh. it was, Mark. Uh, John is an old Patrick. We're going to speak to him next. And Stephen Gerrard was today asked about that. Line from Jurgen Klopp About him being a potential replacement at Liverpool Here's what he had to say next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Clyde One Bowie at breakfast With Saturday's Scottish Sun Free goals pull out Plus columnist Chris Boyd and Michael Stewart Okay, quarter seven now, beginning to ease back a wee bit. M8 westbound, very slow traffic due to an accident, though. It's now been moved onto the hard shoulder. The Hampton Junction 25 for Cardonald and the Clyde Tunnel congestion all the way back to 15 for Townhead, and it's taken half an hour getting through, so not ideal. M8 westbound, there was an earlier breakdown at 19 for Anderson Cross between there and the Kingston Bridge turn-off, but again, that's been cleared up and traffic's looking a lot better now. M8 westbound, speed restrictions of 40 miles per hour and heavy traffic at Junction 4 for Webburn. That's you, the roadworks that are ongoing there. Uh, they've been causing issues in the morning and at night all this week and it's no different tonight I'm afraid M80 northbound slow traffic because people are avoiding those roadworks on the M8 so Junction 7 for Hags and Kilsyth Road looking very slow looking at the cameras just now but delays of around 10 minutes just now and finally ScotRail Services we have some cancellations between Edinburgh, Waverley and Bathgate due to a signalling problem so if you're we know someone due in at Glasgow Central or Queen Street then they might be delayed or it might be even cancelled as well that is the latest for now I am back tomorrow morning but if you want to update the travel you can do so 0141 951 at 1025 is the number. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson is here. Gordon DL is alongside him. They're reunited on a Thursday night and they're waiting to hear from you. Lots of you getting in touch on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, Reagan th- says last night, Bio is getting better every game. Cham, fantastic. Took his goals well. Good to see Scott Sinclair back. And Frimpong. Looked good on his debut Jim McLaughlin from the other side He says From my view behind the big pole I thought Thistle made a fair effort And we're still uh, in it Until the second goal went in (laughs) (laughs) It must have been blocked out with that pole I felt charm was the big difference Not convinced our goal was offside uh, But it would have delayed the inevitable And would have made it more interesting Uh, Chrissy Thornton from a Rangers perspective says Edmondson and Katic at the back Goldson and Hillander Are just as bad as each other Says Chrissy on Twitter at Clyde SSB 01419511025 John is a Celtic fan on the line At John just before the travel We were hearing from Neil Lennon Talking about Scott Sinclair He says he's still got a future After he scored last night What did you make of of that statement? Do you see him playing a bigger part as time goes on? Well I've not seen, seen I didn't see the game last night But uh, he made a terrific impact When he came to Celtic I don't know what's happened to him in recent years uh, I'd keep him, you know. Yeah. He's got that in him. You know, he's still a great player. But uh, It could just be me um, who's not looking in the right place, but especially in this show, you usually get an opinion on everything. If someone says black, someone else will say white, but I've not seen 
any or many Celtic fans who don't think Scott Sinclair's still got something to offer. They seem to be united in that opinion. Mm. They, well, they are, but it's interesting the point I, I said a few weeks ago as well. You you become a better player often when you're not when playing, you're yeah, not playing. Course. Because remember when Scott Sinclair, terrific first season, second season, not so good, but still had a great goals return for a winger. Um, similar again, then people were, you know, piping up and moaning, saying, "Oh no, we should get rid of him." Blah blah blah. Now that he's not on the team, everybody seems unanimous that he should be involved. I mean, we agree in here that he should be involved. A winger who returns that many goals is always worth having on your bench or in your starting eleven. And even last night, maybe a tapping, but he's always in the right position. I mean, that's that's no luck. That's you know. Awareness of where the space is You know Willingness to To run into those places Some wingers just stay at wide No interest in that He's the one guy That gets in at that back post And it shows in his goals return Yeah And I think what he brings as well Is a bit of experience uh, He's played at a very high level And I, I'm surprised Gordon As I say I'm not having a go at Other guys that are in front of him But I just think with His three years as He's had these good seasons he said average one uh, I think his second one was very average But Mark's right He scores goals mm. And he causes full backs All sorts of problems with his movement And I would certainly have him in the squad somewhere John what was your other point? The other point was the venues Of the uh, forthcoming week Cup semi-finals I thought it was a great idea Taking a game to Murrayfield Which was a big success Celtic sold out their allocation. There was over 61,000 at the game. Uh, the biggest crowd, I believe, because there's no any capacity in Scotland can hold 61,000 now for quite a number of years. Why don't they toss a coin and play one in Glasgow and one in Edinburgh? Well, we had this before, didn't we, Gordon? And, uh, I thought we had probably knocked it on the head and that they would just go back to Hamden and... And that debate went on and on, didn't it? I'm not sure if if there is is there value in in trying something like that again. Um, beautiful stadium, you've got to say, Murrayfield. Um, but I'm from the old school, Gordon. I think that both semi-finals should be at Hampden. Um, and I look forward to them. I know that you can get more in at Murrayfield, and you know what's what it comes with as well. You know the stadium; it's it's fantastic and. But I just I just believe that Hamden is a place of football. I'd like to see one at Murrayfield, one at Hamden on the same day. One. You know, a, a one o'clock kickoff and a four o'clock kickoff make it a super Sunday. You know, I think that would work well. And yeah. I'm sure Hibs and Hearts in the interest of fairness, they would be understand Hamden's who, a national who would, you, who would you put at Murrayfield? I don't know, just toss a coin. Right. Tomorrow. And then then you would probably get supporters. You know, arguing over the piece of going well. We Listen, have but see, see for Celtic Rangers fans to get to Murrayfield, mm. is it that much I'm more, more difficult? Thinking ab- I'm more thinking about myself mm. here, Matt. They <laughs> <laughs> put on a good spread at Murrayfield. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Thanks yeah. to John in Old Kilpatrick. I don't think there's any suggestion of that at the moment, but you never know. Uh, let's speak to Andy, who's a Rangers fan on the line. Hi, Andy. Hi, yeah. Um, it was just about the Livingston Rangers game last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I, never, I wasn't at the game. I never seen it live, but I seen the extended highlights of it. Um, and the, the challenge on Arebo was shocking And for Gary Holt to come out after the game He's a new Aston Wenger of Scottish football I'd never seen it But he did see the, the challenge from Hollander on his player So it, I don't even think Gary Holt came out and, and had a look at it afterwards And said why maybe he should have seen red Because that was an assault That wasn't a challenge, that was an assault No player 
she's gone to a field of play and come off needing 20 stitches. Um, I, I just I just want to know what your panel think of that because it's shocking. That's absolutely shocking. Guy, the guy's not going to boot. He's one of your kind of top players. He's going to boot for important games for the next couple of weeks now. All because he was assaulted on a Livingston pitch. I'm just want to see what the panel uh, think of that. Uh, Andy, I've got to be honest here. Uh, known Gary Hole the way I know him. I think he's a very honest guy. I really do. Um, I think it was easier for him to see uh, the send off the Rangers player because it's a one and one, and you're looking that position. The incident that you're talking about with Aribo took place on the other side of the pitch. Now he's probably because the lads is twenty stitches. He's not seen it clearly, and he's obviously saying to himself, "I'll buy myself time to get in here and I watch a replay. Then I'll make an assessment of it." But I certainly think that Gary Holt does not shirk the responsibility And if he sees it, he's obviously watched it again Probably over and over again And I think if you spoke to Gary now Gary would probably put his hands up and say Yeah, it was a red card Well, I hope he does And, and, and fair play if he does come out and say that But, but I, won't, I won't hold for this I, don't, I, I, just, I, just, I think uh, Livingston's tactics last night were to go And not deliberately, that's, a, that's the wrong word But to go and um, do a mother well as I call on Rangers um, and be over aggressive um, and especially on that pitch as well I mean that pitch to me I know I know you've got mixed feelings on the Astro Tough pitches and I know the players train on the Astro Tough pitches but to me every top flight club in any league not just in Scotland in any league should be playing mm. on grass pitches just, just clear up your, what you mean Andy because if if you don't think Livingston did it deliberately then then what's the problem? If you do something by accident, surely that's that's what it is. It's an accident, and I, I don't mind if you do. If if you then is your opinion that, that it was deliberate, fine. But I just feel like there's a contradiction there. Well, I think I think it, I think it all stems back to last year, last season. Um, when Rangers get beat over in Livingston last season, there was a bit of furore at the end, and players in each other's faces and things like that. And I know players have changed to Livingston, and there's different players in and things like that. But the clutch of the team is still there. So I think there's a bit of bad blood between Livingston and Rangers just now. I might be totally wrong. I might be hitting hitting the bar here, but I really do think that. And then we the last game at Livingston as well, uh, Ibrox when Rangers come back and beat them, um, and they've been a bit uh, uh, shut up because the player gets sent off rightly, so he gets sent off. But I think there's a bit of bad blood there. Um, and I know Gordon's going to defend Gary Holt. I've not heard Gary Holt. It's new. 48 hours or whatever it is after the, uh, 20, 24 hours after the game and he's no come out and said I've, I've seen that challenge it's a bad challenge my player should never have done that it should have been a red card as I said I won't hold my breath in any statement from Gary Holt Andy I where, where I think one. yeah where I think you've got it wrong is um, everybody expects Livingston because it's at their home ground they're playing Rangers let's be physical the big long ball up front I actually thought at times last night Livingston played some excellent football Gordon I really did I thought they played some excellent football Now I've already stated here And I will never change my mind on it I've said that it should have been a red card And a rebo But I think it's a wee bit unfair I think sometimes you've got to give The opposition a bit of credit And I think Livingston uh, Deserved a bit of credit last night Just before we get to beat the pundit Stephen Gerrard says he was surprised And flattered to hear Jurgen Klopp Tip him as his successor But he's not looking for it to happen anytime soon Can you read the quote really carefully Like I have <laughs> it's said If I get sacked tomorrow He thinks Stephen Gerrard Should be the next Liverpool manager Jürgen Klopp's not getting sacked, sacked tomorrow I don't want him to get sacked tomorrow He's doing a fantastic job I'm a Liverpool fan And I'm sure every Liverpool fan On the planet Endorses what I'm saying here We want him to stay For many many years And bring as much success To our club as possible um, But yeah It was very flattering At the same time Yeah um, 
I said on Tuesday night, and unfortunately, a lot of people didn't pick up exactly what I was trying to say, Gordon. The modern day manager nowadays, they don't go and earn their stripes. Managers get jobs because well, of Well, sometimes, name. certainly. Yeah, but the majority now get jobs with names and reputation. I.e., Stephen Gerrard got the Rangers job not because of his coaching abilities or whatever, because of who he was, his playing career. And he's doing a terrific job there now, but he has to win silverware. You look at Solskjaer at Manchester United, never a Manchester United manager in a million years. You look at Frank Lampard, he got the Chelsea job because of his name, not because of his ability. So I said on Tuesday night, there's every possibility that Steven Gerrard in the future can walk in, even without winning a trophy to Liverpool. I hope people now have cleared that up for you. Very, very kind of you. Thanks for thanks for clearing that up. Everyone's Passionate. been yeah, everyone's like been really that, worried about you. <laughs> I'm the last back couple of days. <laughs> Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish Sun. slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time It's your chance to win a signed ball If you can prove you've got superior footballing knowledge To Mark Wilson or Gordon DL If you fancy it tonight The number you need is 01419511025 And you need it quick Because the lines close at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here Plenty to go between now and 8 o'clock We're going to look back even more so On last night's Betfred Cup quarter finals Because there are two other big games we haven't mentioned That would be Hearts beating Aberdeen on penalties And Hibs winning in penalties down there at Kilmarnock as well To set up that final four in the League Cup So we'll get to that after we do this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football And as if by magic tonight's Beat the Pundit contestant is an Aberdeen fan Graham from Cathcart I can't let you go on to the quiz Graham before you tell us how you're feeling after last night uh, Yeah it was disappointing I was at the game it was, uh, wasn't good <laughs> That's, uh, we, we looked like we were going to hold out but it just it wasn't to be in the end where did it go wrong Graham? Because obviously in the first half I mean Hearts were actually doing pretty well But Aberdeen managed to get their noses back in front and you, would, you... Uh, we, were, we were probably better in the second half And we lost the second half 1-0 So yeah it was, it was a strange game And then the penalties were, were shocking Yeah they weren't the best were they to be fair Maybe yeah. extra work required uh, Maybe it was the pressure Who knows will you suffer from the pressure tonight I'm going to toss the coin and listen to this What 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 a nice gesture we were on the receiving end of today Brought a genuine smile to my face Because when I come in here around 4 o'clock every day If the receptionist says Gordon there's mail for you I usually fear the worst Because it's usually hate mail <laughs> And it's usually for Hugh Keevans Or you Okay Mad <laughs> um, Usually some handwritten hate mail Or so, so, something that I'm suspicious of Right But tonight Got this lovely letter It says Good evening Gordon and team Gordon, I've heard you a few times using a five pence coin when deciding who will challenge the caller and beat the pundit. Therefore, please accept these coins as a token of my gratitude to you and the team for a great show. And Brian and Sonny Pollock, Brian Smith and Sonny Pollock, enclosed two vintage coins, an old penny, one penny, an old penny, mm-hmm. and something that sold. I don't even know what it is because I'm of a certain age, but I think it's a thrutney bit. So there we go. How I nice was that? There. I remember them, yeah Certainly but T- tell that, was Bri- good, that was a good gesture from Brian, wasn't it? Yeah. T- tell Brian I'm always using a 50 quidder <laughs> In case he wants to sit in It doesn't couple. fit in the Clyde One vending machine oh. So don't you try later on Anyway, heads it is Mark Wilson Tails it will be Gordon DL My new shiny penny 
and it's tails. It's Gordon against Graham from. You didn't even know what that was. I was just double checking that heads and tails was still the same back in 1967. I did. You went with something back. No, I didn't. No, did you know? There you go. Just stop trying to get out of it, okay? No, uh, Graham, you're up against Gordon Diel, so I'm going to give him some Clyde two to listen to. Uh, that way, he can't hear what you're saying. You've got 30 seconds head to head with Gordon. Remember, you can pass, okay? Still there, Graham? Yeah, yeah. Good man. Yeah. We've got you right. Your time starts. Now Name any of the two Scottish players Currently at QPR um, Pass What was Falkirk's Old stadium called Rockville Where did Celtic sign Scott Sinclair from um, Aston Who was the last team Jim Goodwin played with As a player Allah Which premiership manager Scored a winning goal Against Arsenal In the FA Cup For Nottingham Forest Which Scottish premiership manager Brian Rice which junior club did Chris Doolan play with prior to joining Partick Thistle? Uh, okay, let's bring Gordon back. Gordon, can you hear us? Yeah. Same set of questions to you. Um, Graham knows his stuff, by the way. <laughs> These are difficult. Graham knows his stuff. Come on, see by no mind. And bear in mind, you, paid, you paid witness to a historic moment on Tuesday night as Roger, Roger Hanna lost be... for the first yeah, time in two and a half yeah. years. So. Not very good. Yeah, he's not stopped moaning about it since, actually. But anyway, you ready? Go. Same set of questions to you. Name any of the two Scottish players currently at QPR Lee Wallace What was Falkirk's old stadium called? Brockville Where did Celtic sign Scott Sinclair from? Uh, Swansea Who was the last team that Jim Goodwin played with as a player? Hamilton Which Premiership manager scored a winning goal against Arsenal in the 88 FA Cup for Nottingham Forest? Which Scottish Premiership manager? Oh, pass, don't know. Which junior club did Chris Doolan play with prior to Pollock. joining Partick Thistle? Who does Scotland goalkeeper him. David Marshall play for? Uh, Wigan. <laughs> Graham, Graham, Graham. What's the verdict? I, I think it might be a tie. <laughs> Gordon no, will be hoping not. He's hopeless no. at the tiebreaker. Uh, let's find out. Uh, it could be Atherley. Who says we even got that far? Uh, first one, name any of the two Scots currently at QPR. You had the choice of Lee Wallace or Liam Kelly. Graham didn't get it But you did Gordon Deal So it's 1-0 to you uh, What was Falkirk's old stadium called? It was Brockville You both got that right Well done to you So it's still 2-1 to Gordon Where did Celtic sign Scott Sinclair from? Aston Villa Yep you said Swansea Graham knew it was Aston Villa Ah I knew that And he equalises With the last team Jim Goodwin played with As a player Mark Wilson He's a former neighbour of yours So you can tell us Well does Aloha count? Aloha does count Yeah Oh no What do you mean noble It certainly wasn't Hamilton anyway so <laughs> was involved on. He would have known this Because he played against Airdrie And <laughs> he got sent <laughs> off Put a man got sent off yeah. So let me hold on But he was at the game so, remember So you were Airdrie's director of football And they played <sighs> against Jim Goodwin's Aloha <laughs> Ah and, uh, 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 was your, uh, It was your pitch as well He was, he was absent that day Gordon <laughs> Matt uh, Fitzy he, he, he tackled Fitzy he Ah yeah, yeah sure um, Anyway <laughs> Ah gives a wee hard point So Graham goes in front No does he He knew it was Aloha Which Premiership manager Scored a winning goal Against Arsenal know. In the 88 FA Cup For Forest It was Brian Rice should have got that Graham got it No I'm beaten uh, So that's 4-2 is it To Graham mm, Yes yeah, 4-2 uh, <laughs> Which junior club Did Chris Doolan Play with prior to It was actually Auchinleck Talbot No he didn't Play with Pollock Graham got it And you didn't uh, Who does Scotland goalkeeper David Marshall Play for It was Wigan You got it right But that's 3 to Graham's 5 Is an absolute Doing Graham and Kithcart Well done to you 
Cheers, thank you. I'm the sign you. ball oh, is on its way. And listen to that. Listen to the dignity in Graham there. A proper winner, he says. You know, thank you. Very calm. When you win, you start all your shouting and mm. your cheering. Ridiculous. So do you. Graham really good. wins with a bit of class. Well done to you, Graham. That was luck. Luck, you got absolutely hammered there. Graham, no, five 5-3's not a hammer. Well, it is considering. Plus, in fact, I was looking at my watch there. Graham got a wee bit extra time. Graham didn't even get on to the last question. What was it? About David Marshall. You got on that. Graham didn't even get that far. David got five out of the six questions right. You only got three out of seven. You He's were absolutely hammered. Your record's there. been horrendous this year because you started no. well. And you were saying to Andy Get, get a tell, list of all my wins I'll he's, tell you my he's, wins He's Listen. lost more than any other pundit no, this season No, Mark Nine wins And two and a half defeats Because <laughs> I was, unlu- I was so unlucky half. there weren't I Well you weren't unlucky there <laughs> That was See if that was a boxing <sighs> match They'd have thrown in the towel what was the, the mushroom would have thrown in the towel On your have, behalf If that was, was a boxing match was the match. first Oh Villa That's been out before And by the way I got the question Scott Sinclair and I said Swansea last time and got it wrong. <laughs> Good to know you're paying attention. So bad, you I know. Really. I know. Anyway, 01419511025. That is the number you need on the phones tonight. Let's go straight back to the phones uh, and speak to Kevin in the Gorbals. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Father. How you doing? Good, Kevin. What's your point tonight? Uh, no, it's just because a couple of uh, callers were talking about like Martin O'Neill and obviously current uh, manager Neil Henry. Um, I was just wondering. Uh, obviously, the la- last three managers have been Irish, right? Um, Neil Lennon, uh, three best managers, I mean, Neil Lennon, Martin O'Neill, and the guy before Lennon, whatever his name was, uh, I can't remember. Um, it was uh, Brendan so, Rogers, Kevin. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, do you think there's anything in that, um, considering like Celtic's history and, and, and why they were formed and stuff? I'd just like to know your opinion on that. Well, I mean, Mark, they're very different different characters, aren't they? You mentioned already. Oh, and by the way, different. we've had a whole host of good Irish managers in yeah. this country, so that, that's that's not to say that Kevin's not onto something, but they're very different. No. Particularly, you you mentioned that Martin O'Neill was super successful, but he had that reputation for being detached from the players. And, yes. and, 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 and then what that does, I suppose, is it brings that... Mm. Be that sort of fear factor when exactly. when you do turn up. I was going to say that, Gordon. Whereas Mart- Neil Lennon's more hands on. Yeah. yeah, Martin O'Neill had a fear factor about him. You know, even guys like Chris Sutton, John Hartson recognised that and would regularly speak about it. Brendan Rogers didn't didn't have any involvement with him, obviously. But what you hear about him, he was very much hands on, made the players feel good. And Neil Lennon is is very much the same. So, but. Probably more fiery than Brendan Rodgers in the changing room. Um, when things need to be said, when Cel- when Celtic aren't performing, it, it, particularly at half time, my time there with Neil Lennon, it was always a great one for getting reactions out of players. So I think very, very different. But um, I mean, you, you're saying they're the, the most successful manager I played under Gordon Stratton. You know, I know he wasn't a Celtic's uh, a lot of Celtic fans cup of tea some of them, but you're chatting about successes, last sixteens of the Champions League and that. So. Over a broad, you know, there's a broad range, and they're all different in their own way. But Neil's certainly getting the. Was well, that the, the two managers out. you played under itself? Just two. No, Tony Mowbray was right. in between. Yeah. Okay, so Mowbray, Lennon, and Strachan. Strachan. Yeah, they're all listening. Who's the best? Oh, Strachan. We went here on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was very close though. <laughs> Bruni will be sent. Uh, uh, no, it was very close. Get my strip back, <laughs> Kevin. In terms of the man who's in the hot seat at the moment. Neil Lennon What do you make of the job He's doing What did you make of the game Last night Well um, 
I think he's doing a good. That was a good performance last night. Uh, I wasn't at the game, but I'd seen it. I seen the, the on TV. But um, no, I know a lot of people were there for Lennon, but I'm a big Lennon fan. You know what I mean? I think it just took him a while to to, um, to put his mark on the team, and I think we're seeing that now, not especially in the last couple of games. Uh, Kevin, it was a big. Uh, you know, it's a big transition going through Brendan Rodgers' all possession football, all conquering, winning everything. To coming in and having to replace that And what Neil did when he came in Was just kept things ticking along That was his job to get over the line But I don't think there was any doubt That in the summer Neil was going to put his own stamp on the side They were going to play higher up the pitch You know get the ball forward quicker And they've done that And you look at the amount of goals they've scored At the start of this season At what way it be five games into the season Six games into the league season And the amount of goals they've scored And that comes from what Neil's put into the team in terms of, you know, playing the ball, you know, round about the opposition penalty area rather than have centre halves and centre midfielders controlling the Celtic halves. Very different style. Did you manage to see any of the game last night, Kevin? Uh, I seen it. Yes, I just seen it uh, on TV. It was kind of wasn't it wasn't it the best. You know what I mean? It was kind of like crackling stuff on the computer. That's all right. We don't judge. We don't judge for that sort of thing. Seen on TV on the computer. No, no, that's fine. We, we don't judge. Um, well, so here's someone that maybe jumped out at you, Kevin. Jeremy Frimpong um, marked his debut. It was a man of the match performance for the 18 year old. Joined from Man City in the summer. Started last night. He says he's still pinching himself. Amazing, like dream come true. My first, my first professional game. It was amazing. The fans. Oh my gosh, I loved them already. Like, it was just crazy, man. And then just, when I came off, just to hear them, it was just amazing. My goal was, like, to play first team. Like, take another step. Like, I, I thought myself I was ready. So I'm going to prove to the manager I was ready. And he gave me a chance today. And I showed everyone what I can do. Hopefully I can do more. Very grateful, man. Like, it's a dream come true to play for Celtic. Like, it's a, the biggest club in Scotland. So it was just amazing. Even when I found out I was coming, I was so happy, man. So happy uh, You can tell a bit From the sound And if you've seen Any of the video footage He's very excited He's very He's, he's What's <laughs> yeah. the, that word That the modern players Use they're buzzing He was proper oh, buzzing To be I to like be that play. though You know that's the way I Absolutely. think that's the way Young boys should be When they make their debut Young boys <laughs> When they make their debut And you ask them Oh yeah yeah Okay and uh, I'll need to wait And see what happens He just seems delighted <laughs> He's got one appearance Which is great And you know He was enthusiastic He looks a player very quick um, And it just You know Strengthens Celtic even further If Elhamid has to play centre half You've got a choice Between Frimpong and Boyer A wee bit to go for him But he's certainly started In the right And the I, right think, I think Just with the size of him He certainly enjoyed it Gordon But as we've said In this programme For years and years now Man City don't have bad players you know what Will I mean? you stop it with the Man City stuff? <laughs> They've always got that. You remember, do not get to Man City. Remember, if you're they a took bad coaching player. points off. Who was it? What one? That's Man City's. That's the coaching he got. I, Man I, City players nowadays, from Pong, get getting quotes from Pep. You yeah, got. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah. Eddie What's Large. Eddie Large. Eddie Large gave Eddie me a few Eddie tips. Large. And let me say, we won at the Bridge 1 0. Uh, well well done, Eddie. There they go. We Eddie won that. He I get part Master of the bonus. tactician. Uh, thank you very much to Kevin and the Gorbals Will we manage to squeeze another caller in before this break I think we're going to Thomas and Colsyth there I can't quite tell Is the computer going slow No he's not We'll get him after um, Something coming through on Twitter Which is a very valid point I told a story about someone sending in some 
Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Coins. Some, coins. Old, some old coins. Old coins. Um, and nervous driver's been on to say with their coins, mind to <laughs> a wee pat down on the mushroom before he leaves. <laughs> he's, he's always on my case. If you're not a regular listener he's, and you're wondering uh, what on earth are those dafties on about, nervous driver regularly tweets in to tell us that he is a delivery driver at Mark Wilson's place and he is tight and doesn't tip. So I there we thought go. I got away from him when I left in the Saturday. <laughs> I thought nervous driver. Does he still come round? Do you know? You actually met this guy. No, no, but it's a bit of an in joke. Um, just while we were, we were talking about uh, Jeremy Frimpong, there it got me thinking about young players making their debuts in League Cup. What about Billy Gilmore? Scotland's oh, yeah. Billy Gilmore, one of the products of Rangers Youth Academy, went to the Scottish FA's performance school as well. First start for Chelsea last night and earning rave reviews mm. from everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, outstanding. This boy's been tipped for years to be our, our saviour. If you like And I've seen him at, I've seen him at a young age And he, he did look outstanding And the hype is now coming um, From seasoned pros From his manager And you've got to think He's on the right track here He's at Chelsea I think at a good time Where he might just get his chance Any other year He's probably got mm. no chance But now He's getting a wee bit of game time And you would hope that The hype We aren't overhyping it You just hope he can live mm. up to his reputation I mean Gordon the the media and shows like this will get accused of of building players up and, and getting putting too much level of expectation on them, which I get. So don't take my word for it. Don't take Mark Wilson's. What about Frank Lampard? He says I thought Billy Gilmore was the best player in the pitch. He moves the ball at a pace. Every pass he hits, punchy to people's feet. I'm delighted for him. Bear in mind, Pedro, Barkley, Batshuayi, mm. etc. All played for Chelsea last night. Cesc Fabregas. He played amazing Personality is the most important At this age He's got it all right Now time to keep learning Take advantage of these games To prove that he's good enough It's not bad compliments To come from uh, You know Players yeah, Those of two were decent midfielders oh, they, were, they were world class You've got to say um, I'm delighted for the young boy He went down to London Sometimes you get down there And you go to a club like Chelsea he had so many players out in loan Gordon But 39 40 players out in loan at one point and you think he's never going to get an opportunity, but Mark's right. This is this is the time. The timing's been great because obviously with the transfer transfer embargo, then young players have got to come through. Frank Lampard's come out last night. He doesn't need to do that. He can he can basically keep the boys' feet on the ground and just keep it nice and quiet. But he's really gave the lads a bit of encouragement by you know praising them to the hilt. Don't be surprised. If you now see him round about the first team And I hope he does 0141 Still plenty of time for you to get your calls in We're here until just before 8 o'clock We're going to give a full time teaser to Gordon and Mark And we'll hear from Craig Levine next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Are here on the night that Gordon DL got an absolute doing Yeah but it was five going on (laughs) Going on six (laughs) Going on six I say that all the time It's five going on six It was five going on whatever I mean you you even got an extra question And you were all over the place I wasn't Um, really I was unlucky No there wasn't Nothing The the two ones Brian Rice I I, I won't sleep tonight I shouldn't have known that Uh, Um, What was the other one And I still think Chris Dillon played with Pollock There you go. Did you have a good one? You should have oh, known. Oh, you've had an absolute nightmare there. 
Absolute nightmare. I can't believe that. I mean, if if you if you want a steward's inquiry, I don't mind it. I have Chris Dillon's Wikipedia page in yeah. front of me right now. Yeah, it says senior career Kello Rovers, followed by Auchinleck Talbot, followed by Partick Thistle. Mm. Ian McCall took him there, didn't he? Yep. So there we go. Auchinleck. Yeah, I'm afraid. So I anyway, you the juniors as well. The gist mm. of it is, you've got the chance to redeem you, yourself. You'll know them next year, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry about that. The Highland League looks great. Oh, right. uh, you have the chance to redeem yourself on tonight's full time teaser, and I think it's quite easy. Yes. I certainly think if you're a Rangers fan out there, listen to this. I think you will nail this question. And even if you're not a Rangers fan, just a general Scottish football fan, I think you'll get most of these. Callum Campbell sent the question in. Big thanks to Callum. 11 players have played for Rangers. And come from the Netherlands Since 1990 So 11 Dutchmen That have played for Rangers Since 1990 Can you name them Says Callum Campbell Yeah De Boer Rickson Um, Which De Boer Both Okay both Doss Rickson Van Bronckhorst Van Bronckhorst Uh huh Alright Vatarus Was he Yes What a shout the, the, the big guy scored against Celtic For the halfway line centre uh, Just in, in the halfway line Oh he catch him for about 30 yards he hit it from Connorman Yes Bert That's plenty We'll big leave Bert. him there you've, you've, actually, you've made a storming start to this I thought you would Both the Boers Connorman Van Bronckhurst Vatarus And Rickson You've only got five to get already So plenty of time to get them You can play along At Clyde SSB on Twitter and remember, if you want to hear your question on the show, full time at Clyde1.com. That's where to send it. David is a Rangers fan from Cumbernauld. What's in your mind tonight, David? Uh, good evening, panel. Hi, David. Hi. Uh, I just wanted to come on and talk about uh, Stephen Gerrard a bit. Um, I feel like recently um, he doesn't get the, the flack that he should get. I was a really big Stephen Gerrard fan. And... Um, Recently, the veil, is, the veil is starting to be lifted with me. Um, he doesn't seem to take, want to take much responsibility for the lacklustre results. And um, I feel like he's like an untouchable man. And I just feel like I wish he'd take a little bit more responsibility. For, for what, David? What, what mistakes do you think he's made that he's not been criticised for? I feel like uh, some of the tactics have been... <laughs> Questionable at times. Um, I know it's gone back a bit, but the, especially the the Celtic game and the Livingston game, I just felt like it didn't employ the correct tactics that he should have in those two game in those two games. And we're just sneaking like one nils. I'm not being bad towards Livingston, but we should be beating Livingston by at least two or three goals. Well, I mean. I think Stephen Gerrard was criticised in the wake of the Celtic game. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. With regards to Livingston, Mark, the performance, yeah, clearly wasn't wasn't perfect, wasn't as good as many would have liked. But there's only going to be so much criticism, surely, that comes after a win. Yeah, I, I know. Fans often say this that Rangers and Celtic should be beating teams like Livy by two and three goals, but. They've no right to it. I know they've got better squads But teams like Livy Have started the, the season very well You know And, and it's They're tough games uh, Playing in, uh, in environments like that So Winning is, is all that matters Listen The Celtic game He did get criticism for his tactics And he, he probably thinks himself That he, <clears throat> he got that wrong on the day I mean 
Other games where Rangers have been sluggish in the first half Where a manager probably earns their money When it's like that is half time And he's got a reaction out his players You know, home against Livy gets a reaction He gets his match winners And at McDermott Park on Sunday Where things looked a bit sluggish And they didn't look their best He makes an impact in the dressing room So And Rangers turn it round and win quite comfortably So I'm guessing You know, that's where he's judging I'm guessing every Rangers fan would love to see them go out and, and bow teams away right away, but it's never as easy as you think. You know, it's it's difficult, but he's making a difference when he's given a chance. That 15-minute period at half-time is where probably managers are judged in I've got the to, last few weeks. I've got to say, Matt, got, I, th- I think watching him this season, it's early, and I still say, and I've said for day one, he's got to win silverware. Simple as that. I think he's a lot better than last year. I thought sometimes... Um, you know, his substitutions, he was taking too long and to change things or whatever. Now, this season, I don't think he's done a lot wrong. Yes, you can argue, did he get his tactics right against Celtic? No, but all the credit go to Celtic. Uh, the other one that the sort of a comes up a little bit is Kent. Should he have started with Kent at Ibrox against Livingston, who ends up pulling a hamstring? You don't know that, Gordon. You know the guy's fit. He's not played a lot of football. We understand that. But he decides to get him in there as quickly as he possibly can. Unfortunately for the Rangers manager, it backfired on him. I think you've got to really... This is the year of judging, I think, Stephen Gerrard. Now, the one thing he's got in his locker is, and he said it himself, this year is different because when he makes the substitutions and he makes the changes, he believes he's got the right squad now to do that. So that's when we'll start judging. Uh, David, I think we, we're over the Celtic game, if you like. We have had a lot of feedback on that one about you know not starting any wingers and not starting Alfredo Morelos. That aside, what what is it he needs to do better? What would you do differently? I would just like him to take like at least some personal responsibility for him to say, I didn't get that right, or I could have done a little bit better there. I feel like the the team's still missing something and I, I don't know what it is. They're missing that final little spark that might come out of one of the players that they have got in this season. But I don't know what it is. They just seem to be missing that final spark. Uh, Gordon, if you look over the piece, you clearly can't be overly... You can't really be critical of, of Rangers results. The only game they've lost is... Has been the Celtic game Important wins mm-hmm. in Europe Against Feyenoord And Liga Warsaw To get there So it depends The way you look at these things Some people just think It's a results driven business And if we win Every single game Between now and the end of the season 1-0 And don't play great Fine Who cares You know, mm-hmm. It's about results At the end of the day Then there are other fans Like David Who are clearly looking for Another con- really convincing performance You know mm-hmm. Hibs for instance that was What was it six, six goals Six one Really really convincing No doubt about it No real area for criticism uh, You just I wonder when Rangers Next performance of that ilk will be uh, Well I think that if you go along To Ibrooks And Saturday And it's Obviously a packed Ibrooks Once again And they have a poor performance Against Aberdeen 1-1-0 I think Rangers fans Will be delighted I think this season You said it Gordon there yeah, performances, we love to see good performances Especially for supporters who are paying their money I totally understand that But for the club and for everyone concerned It's all about mm. results this season It's as simple as that Because he's got to win a trophy He's got to get silverware And obviously he's up there trying to challenge Celtic And stop Celtic from nine in a row David's gone, so thank you for the call But he appears to have sparked an immediate reaction Because Jim and Rutherglen uh, is on to defend Rangers And Stephen Gerrard, hi Jim 
How are you doing, guys? Listen, man, I don't know where they're coming for tonight. There must be something in the air. I have no idea. Unbelievable, man. We, 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 we didn't expect. We didn't expect Gerard today. He's lost one game. Goals conceded. Less than it was last season so far. I lost one game out of about seventeen games. Where what else did they want? And that, that also can I make a point last night regarding the the Livingston game? Mm-hmm. Heard the panel and all that on the rest. Or else how unlucky Livingston was. Unlucky. They'd one shot and goal all night. Alan McGregor made one save all night in that game. Yeah, I don't. I don't. How, how, how many well, who, who said unlucky, Jim? I, I certainly don't remember either of them saying it. Which one was it? What I seen on BT Sport last night, by the way, man. It was. I don't. Don't make readers the plane the way they were talking on there last night. I can't, well, I can't speak on behalf of, mm. of of anyone else, but you two. I mean, Livy, they were in the game, weren't they? Certainly yeah, cl- close. Gary Holtz would have seen. An, listen, if, a team like Rangers with their resources, if you are still in a position to to only lose the cup game one 0 and have a couple of of sights a goal your chances are you've done okay I, I think people will say in that Livingston because they, lo- they really lost the game a deflected goal right Devlin puts the ball bad clearance uh, puts the ball into the back of his own net after two or three minutes and I think that I've always said and I said that last week in this studio and I come in for a bit of criticism about it when you play teams like Rangers and Celtic for instance Dykes chance when he goes through one and one with the goalkeeper and just all he has to do is Put the ball over a goalkeeper And Livingston are back in the game I think the credit goes to Livingston Because I think that A lot of Rangers fans will say Rangers weren't at their best last night I think that was down to Livingston And I think that Livingston's fans will think Do you know what We may look at that game and think We deserve maybe to get into extra time Gordon Because I thought Livingston played okay I mean Suda had that chance towards the end as well Didn't he? Was it a tight angle? Yeah but I thought the best chance was that For I keep saying when you play the bigger teams and you get clear opportunities like that, you have got to score. That for I I thought the boy was terrific last night leading the line, but when his big chance came, he didn't take it. Rangers had chances as well though. Yeah, they yeah, could have yeah, made yeah, it come. Uh, you know, uh, yes. Ojo, the one you know could have had. A, oh, sorry, Ojo, that's and Arfield. You know, so you know as as good as Livy were. I thought Rangers were, were good for their one. Is that not all your fellow Rangers fans who are asking for a bit more, Jim? Is, is that not all they're saying that they just want a bit more, a, a bit more daylight in the scoreline at times? Look, Livingston's always a tricky game. It's been a tricky, a tricky run for us in the past. Surface is really great, but as Mark said there, by the way, Rangers miss more chances than what Livingston missed. And yeah, Alan McGregor again. I'm, putting, I'm going to put the point is Alan McGregor made one save on eight, one save. Yeah, I, 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 again, I don't know if it's your problem with the BT pundits. Yeah. I don't know if you two, you two haven't said no, anything over the top. By the way, I don't, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think Rangers uh, created lots and lots of chances that you would say their goalkeeper was man of the match. Um, I'm just saying, that I th- yeah, I thought the best chance fell to Dykes at one nil, and I think if you're going to get anything against Rangers, especially on that night when I thought Livingston played very well. You have got to take that opportunity They didn't take the opportunity And Rangers are in the semi-finals Jim and Rutherglen Thank you very much for the call Let's hear from Craig Levine A bit of a change in fortunes for them A derby victory now through to the Betfred Cup semis To face Rangers You would have to imagine That means the pressure is easing on Craig Levine But he says he doesn't want it to stop there We were determined on uh, on Sunday And that's what, what won us the match um, We had guts and determination again tonight uh, and that that when we play like that, we we've got a chance of winning every match. Um, the 
difficulty has been. We've been very nervous at home in particular. What helped us tonight was the size of the match, the opposition. We weren't favourites to, to, to win the game. We're getting to the semi. Both semis last year was good. We get the final was great. Um, we've got a, a taste for it, and uh, you know, it was uh, it was good to see everybody at the end of the match with smiles on their faces and uh, and really enjoying themselves. Um, I don't just want to go to to Hamden and and have a day out. I want to go to to Hamden and get the final and then have a day out if we can. A big couple of days really for Craig Levine again. The the importance of results We talk about it all the time Have they been at their sparkling best? Absolutely not But they've mm. beaten their City rivals in the league And they're through to A League Cup semi-final yeah. Amazing few days for Craig Levine Because he was under serious pressure But if you look at the way Both of those games Have spun round You know that That'll Be what impresses him most Because at a time It looked like he was On the way out At Easter Road on Sunday and even last night, when Aberdeen go ahead, you're thinking of, well, Aberdeen will run away with us. But his team show character, and that's what you want for your players. And maybe, just maybe that will turn sometimes, his fortune around the league. Sometimes it, it's just fine margins. 90-odd minutes. Got the equaliser, Gordon. Great penalty shootout, you've got to say. 3-0, and all. who's taking the penalty kicks? Um, but... It's all about getting in the semi-final I think last year Because he got to the final In Scottish Cup mm-hmm. That gave him a bit of time A few weeks yet But can they No Shock Rangers in no. the semi No, no. Oh, and, okay. and Hibs can't Shock Celtic So let's just move on Get the final <laughs> oh, out of the road Pin it up in the dressing <laughs> room What yeah. was they say I oh, only need to play it Because it's Not written down Anyway um, How are you getting on with tonight's teaser Callum Campbell sent it in To full time At Clyde One Dot com. He's looking for the 11 Dutchmen Who've played for Rangers since 1990 You've got both the Boers Bert Konterman Giovanni van Bronckhorst Ronald Vatteris Fernando Rixon yeah, um, I'll take one more guess from each of you okay. Ma- Michael Moles is Dutch yeah. isn't he? Yes, well done uh, yeah. Just Arthur Newman Well done, which means three to get We'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, Mark Wilson is here, Gordon DL alongside them. They're going through this full time teaser. It's, do you know what? They're doing okay, and I don't mind giving a bit of credit where it's due, especially when Gordon had an absolute mare um, on Beat the Pundit. But he's doing better on the teaser sent in by Callum Campbell tonight. Thanks to Callum, full-time at Clyde1.com. That's where he sent it. If you want to hear your question in the show, you can do the same. Can you name the 11 Dutch players who've played for Rangers since 1990? You've got Frank De Boer, Ronald De Boer, Bert Konterman, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, Ronald Vatterus, Fernando Rixon, Arthur Newman, Michael Moles, which means you've got three to get. I'll take one guess each. I'll give you three I'm right in there Nah you won't One guess each Right I'm going to I'm go stuck. There's no way you've got them all just now anyway Yeah I have Yeah I have, yeah, I have. Peter Hustra Oh that's a good one Peter Outside Hustra. left Terrific player Well done but, Peter Hustra When did What year was he in? Early 90s? Um, I played against him at Ibrox Yeah Terrific player Absolutely Any from you Mark? No Just saying Dutch Struggling? Aye I've, uh, listen, I, I came up with Varus That's easily the best one Yeah, no, Varus no, is the best one the, ha- the hardest one still to come uh, Two to get, yeah, the, well, yeah. yeah 
um, it's hard to say I don't think these are that difficult But there's two to get Let's hear from Paul Heckingbottom He says his Hibs players dug deep To set up that semi-final against Celtic It went all the way to penalties At Rugby Park as well uh, Celtic of course Go to Easter Road on Saturday uh, But Heckingbottom says That's got no impact On how the Hamden meeting In November will go Listen, it's not a dress rehearsal because someone said that. So it's not a dress rehearsal. It's a league game first. The cup we've got league games we want to take care of. When the cup does come around, it's a totally different experience. It's a cup semi-final. It's a one-off. You give everything you want it. You know, you you leave every single bit of you on the pitch to try and get through. We've picked a, a, a team to represent that hard work. We, we've seen the hard work in the last couple of games. We've not had the rewards for it, but we've not had the rewards for it because we've made mistakes at key moments. Today we saw the game all the way through, 90 minutes, 120 minutes, and then. The composure and, and the quality in the shootout as well. So you're not giving any of the Edinburgh clubs much chance in these semi-finals. So the, the the people of Edinburgh won't be happy at your negativity. Uh, yeah, and they're quite right. And uh, well, they're not right if you. They're quite right to be angry that obviously I'm very negative against their two teams, but I don't see Hibs or Hearts causing Rangers or Celtic any problems in the semi-final at Hamden. I really don't, Gordon. It's I a don't. long time in between. What if they go on a, a great run? Uh, yeah, and the lead up to it What if they don't? Oh good question <laughs> <laughs> Honestly it's a good conversation yeah. the, level, the, the level of insight you're getting tonight Is just a treat It's an absolute treat uh, what, One thing I think most people can agree on He was another manager who needed a result Not to say that if he loses last night You get the sack I don't mean it's as delicate as that But he needed a result Yeah um, I know it's it'll soften the bow for some Hibs fans that they're in a semi-final and it's a big occasion. Uh, you know, fans want to go to these showpiece occasions at Hamden or Murrayfield or whatever it is. However, I don't know. I think he's still in a bit of trouble. You know, the you lose at home um, to your rivals and your fans outside the stadium. I know Craig Levine survived that the other week, but it just doesn't bode well. He needs. A few big performances in the weeks coming up now. If he, if he takes something from the game and Saturday against Celtic, then again it eases his worries and it just gets the fans back on side. But when you've got Celtic coming to Easter Road and the the form they're in, then you would worry that Hibs might take a, a bit of a doing there. Yeah, um, I think that Celtic will go to Easter Road and beat Hibs. Um, he needed that result last night 0-0 He'll be happy with a clean sheet Goes to penalty kicks Bit of lottery He gets the result that he needed Gordon He couldn't afford to get out the cup uh, He looks forward to that You know semi-final at Hamden against Celtic Which I think will be too strong obviously And I think after the weekend He's really got to start picking up results if somehow in a miracle he can get something in Saturday, that would certainly help. We always but talk I just about these. Find a form Celtic's in it won't, we always won't talk about these fine margins in football, though. You know, life could be very different for Paul Heckingbottom if the penalties just just go the other way. And I'm yeah. not saying it's a lottery because, of course, you 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 practice, and if your penalties are better than other teams, you, you deserve to win. But it, it clearly is a fine margin. That's it, a lottery, it, it, it can, it can, no, yeah, I mean, skill, listen, the skill. Hold on a minute. You can practice no, them all day lottery, long. Is it? Well, you can practice them all day long, seven days a week. But and when that would it comes give you a better to, chance of winning. Well, well, I think when it comes to it, mm. on the day, anything can happen. Anyway, it's not really yeah. the debate I'm trying but, to spark. I just mean it shows you that's the way football can work. Sometimes you never know. It might, it might just kick Hibs on. On the flip side, had the penalties gone the other way, the pressure's really on. Paul Heckingbottom. Yeah, that, oh, listen, totally I mean, the pressure was on last night Granted that game I'm pretty sure he would have felt that um, 
But just getting through to a semi-final Just lifts a wee bit of pressure The only downside for him again Or well He may say it as a positive Is that Celtic's mm. coming to town And if you take a sore one there Then the fans will vent their anger again uh, We don't get many fans of this club on the phones I wonder if it's anything to do with uh, the pundits this evening Robert Please. is a Stenhouse Muir fan <laughs> On the line Hi Robert <laughs> well, Dare I ask what your point is tonight Robert? No I was sorry to say it was a very hard fought 1-0 victory Ah, well done, Robert. Saturday. <laughs> we were sitting there. I said to the guy next to me, I said, Who's the manager of Breaking City? He said, I don't know. I said, I'll check up on Wikipedia. And they eventually had to go back a couple of pages and it came up Matt Wilson. I said, Listen, this manager's not got a team here on one yet. So I sent somebody to the to put a fiver on, on Stanley Smith to win. And I got £8.50 back for my money. So. Oof. There you go. Ah, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a hard, a hard fought victory. It was a hard fought victory. It was a game, by the way. It was. It was. Oh, but he was in there. He was in here on uh, the on Sunday, telling us that Brecon deserved to win. Oh no, 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 never in a million years. Ah, oh, what game are you watching? Hundred you know, percent, they deserve to win. The, the, the only good thing was we had a chapter on the park. Uh, and uh, it wasn't the fact that got arrested It was the fact that one man in the match That uh, I was annoyed, you know Someone but, ran on uh, the park Yep, and got a man uh, in the match I was a breaking player I, I was a breaking player, right? I think it was Mark Wilson Anyway, but the, no. uh, the, we, definitely, we definitely deserved the victory Because I heard that answer We definitely deserved the victory <laughs> you had w- Robert, you had one chance <laughs> No other manager has to go through this One chance and scored it for a set piece uh, So... Do you know? Do you know? I'm I'm standing next to you. You had that fantastic career. You tell me about that. I don't know. With Celtic, Champions League, Cup finals, and you're now arguing with Stenhouse Muir player. What well, is shows it? Shows uh, the passion I have for the club. What, what has it come to with you? What's it coming? Well, got a job to do. To you say know, that Robert's should have right. You'll move Robert's on not right. and you'll try and address no. that against Sorry, Robert, not right. Robert and Stenhouse Muir. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, keep in touch next time <laughs> you play where you can. Uh, Elgin this week is it? Elgin this week at home. Yeah, classic at home. Yes at home <laughs> Home advantage The old hedge <laughs> The hedge man Is it still what, what, What's the experience like g- g- Genuinely Because I know you, you, you tell us that and Perhaps this is the side That people don't realise you're, you're going into games With 12 players yeah. 12 fit I, players to choose from And that's the side of it People will never see Of course they won't um, And that's Listen that's what you've got to deal with At the level we're at You know it's difficult To get numbers in through the door uh, Just now when all the business is really done at the start of transfer window But Gordon, listen, it's brilliant Standing on the touchline, interacting with the players again During training You know, you can't beat it right, you're gonna, to plane. You're going to have to interact with Gordon DL on the teaser We're looking for 11 Dutch players to play for Rangers since 1990 You have only got two to get You've got Frank De Boer, Ronald De Boer, Peter Hustra, Bert Konterman Giovanni van Bronckhurst, Ronald Vatteris, Fernando Eriksson, Arthur Newman and Michael Moles Just a, a, one last quick reminder If you want to hear your questions on the show like that You need to send them into fulltime at Clyde1.com Any questions at all We would love to have them Send them in Now you two I've got two to go mm-hmm. Done and dusted Play the music if you want Daz thinks you he's got his I've got the two this will be the fir- He has said this before Gordon yeah, I've know. got the two You want to build up This you want will to build be the up. first time That you two have got them Without the clues If if you're right I've got them I've got them Mark you settled down You're a wee bit excited Again with a 10 inch Mere support you it. <laughs> Leave it to me He goes along with I think Morelos For the biggest sitter In a Ranger Celtic game Peter Van Vossen No 
<laughs> nah, I'm only kidding. That's right. Oh, 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 oh. You've got You're it. lucky. And the oh. last one. Good shout. Best that. goalkeeper Great I ever shout. played against. Um, only goalkeeper to save one of my penalties at Petardry. Oh, he's got it. Ah. How he got to it, I'll never know. Because you trickled day. it right down the middle, I that's why. Top stanchion, he's got over there, hand to it, hits a crossbar, comes down, runs along the line, hits a post, and gives out. <laughs> Theo Snelders Well done That's the first well time I think done. you've got them Excellent. Without the clues Thank you very much Gordon DL And Mark Wilson We are back tonight It's uh, tomorrow night I should say at 6 o'clock It's Fraser Wishart And Chris Commons In the meantime Stay where you are Callum Gallagher is up next One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com.